0: Palm Sunday, it's Palm Sunday today and we got some of these palms all the way from Jerusalem. They came in last night. No, I'm just playing, they came from Sister Alma's backyard. (laughs) But um, Palm Sunday, we made it. Today we're gonna be talking about Christ magnified. Christ magnified. I'm gonna take this one. And I want you to imagine that Jesus is coming into Jerusalem, and it's about the end of his journey. We were talking about the prophecies last week, but Jesus is coming into Jerusalem on a colt and on a donkey, and so we're going to go to Matthew um, chapter 21. And how many are excited for all that God's done in our lives? I mean, we're we're worshiping him, right? We're we're here, and we're here to worship him, and, and just to give him glory, and to give him praise for all he's done inside of our life. And, and you know, we think about our lives, where would we be without Jesus? Like, where would we be without the Lord? And for you that are watching online, you think about your life, where would you be without Jesus, without his victory inside of our lives? And today, as we think about uh, Palm Sunday, we're about to enter into a week leading up to the resurrection. And, and next week, uh, uh, His uh, resurrection is something we're going to be celebrating. But today, thinking about the victory, Jesus coming in to Jerusalem for what I would say is the final battle. The final battle. And we look at our world today, and how many of us know that we look at our world today, we think about 2020. You know, how many remember 2020 leading up to it? We thought it was going to be a really great year. We're like, 2020 is going to be crazy. We're going to go to 2020. 2020. And then 2020 happened, right? And it happens. And what do they say? You know, what can we say? You know, uh, the 2020 happened, and then turn to your neighbor and say, 2020 happened. (laughs) 2021 happened, and then we know 2022 happened, and now we're going to 2023. And how many of you kind of hesitant about 2023? Like, oh, what's next? Like, what is next? What is next? And you think about, we just look at our world today, we think about, like, the pandemic, for example. We think about how that happened. And, uh, you know, as a pastor, there was times where I did not even want to get out of my house. There was times where I didn't even want to get out of my house. And then uh, the social unrest that was taking place And that is taking place in our country, Uh, videos of what's taking place in Seattle, in Portland, in Chicago, uh, just all these crazy things, the social unrest that we see all throughout social media. And then this year, Ukraine and what's going on over there, just like uh, all these things taking place. It could leave us in a place where we don't even want to go outside of our house, where we have no peace has the enemy ever attacked your peace? Has he ever attacked your peace that, that God has uh, given us? Can we be real this morning? Have you ever been attacked in your peace where you don't even want to come to church? You don't even want to go to work. You don't even want to get out of the house. And you're scared. And you're saying to yourself, what's next? What's next? This morning, I got some good news. In the midst of so much bad news in our world today that we see on CNN and on TV and on social media, on Twitter, wherever we get our news. In the midst of all the bad news, there is good news. There is good news. There is good news. And today, I want to say that the atmosphere of heaven is in this place. We live in... A world where we go to the atmosphere of our work and we go to the atmosphere of our job. And how many of us know we need to get into the atmosphere of the kingdom? Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to get into God's atmosphere. In the kingdom atmosphere. Do we have any kingdom kids here? Kingdom children? Amen. Matthew 21, the Bible says this, I'll start on verse 4, it says, this took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet, verse 5, say to Zio- daughter Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, on a foal of a donkey, the disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed uh, their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches from the trees and spread them in the road. The crowds that went ahead of them and those that followed shouted, Hosanna. Everyone say, Hosanna. We gotta say it like we mean it though. Ready? On the count of three, one, two, three. Hosanna! All right, that was good. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. One more time, let's see. Count of three, one, two, three. Hosanna! Yes, Hosanna! In the highest! Then Jesus entered Jerusalem. The whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this, why don't we go ahead and pray today, Lord, we thank you for your grace and your goodness and your mercy. And we thank you that you came for us in our darkest moment, Lord. You met us and you helped us. And we pray today, Lord, that you. we thank you for the worship and we thank you for those, uh, the sisters we got to honor today. We thank you for your presence here in this place and we thank you for what you're going to do this week. Inside of our lives, I pray right now that you would strengthen us, you would help us, you would keep us, you would refresh us, that we would enter into your atmosphere, the atmosphere of heaven, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that right now you'd fill us with your joy and your peace and your strength. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. Wow, we serve a good God. Wow, God is so good. He came, he came, he came. Uh, John William, book of Psalms, chapter 24, prophecy about Jesus. Psalms, chapter 24, I'm going to read this verse talking about our king coming in to our lives. It's really cool to hear Bibles turning. This page is turning. That's really cool. The Bible says this in uh, verse 7, chapter 24. Verse 7 and 8, it says, lift up your heads, you gates, and lift up your ancient doors that the king of glory may come in. How many of us know that the Lord says, I stand at the door and knock? At the door of our hearts, he knocks there. Amen. The Bible says, who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord Almighty, he is the king of glory. Amen. So in this text, hallelujah, we can say amen to that, right? Amen. amen. Um, in this text, the king of glory is coming into Jerusalem. He's coming in in triumph. He's coming in uh, As a victor, he's coming in there. And he's coming in there at a time in Jerusalem where there was much, much uh, uh, tribulation, where they were being oppressed by the Romans, uh, the Jewish people at this time they wanted change. They wanted deliverance. They wanted they wanted uh, uh, freedom. They wanted peace. There was there was there was so much injustice taking place there in Jerusalem, and the Jewish people there they were hoping they were praying for the Messiah to come in into their time of need. Now we look at Los Angeles County today. We look at our neighborhoods today. We look at our uh, sometimes our families. We look at all these things taking place in the world. We look at things taking place in the church. We look at things taking place in our lives. We look at things taking place even in certain situations inside of our life. And maybe you never opened up to anybody about it. But how many of us know we need Jesus' help? We really need God's help because if we just look at our problems and we just look at what's going on on TV and we just look at what's going on in the Middle East and in Ukraine and in Russia and all these places, you and I can say, I don't even want to get out of bed. I don't want to do anything. I, I, you know what? What the heck is going on? I'm just going to stay here inside of my house and I'm never going to get outside of my house. And it could be very discouraging inside of our lives if we look at all the scandal that's taking place in the church. And all the terrible things that, and atrocities that have happened. And we could say, God, why do you even want me to, to continue to function? Let me tell us why. The reason why is because we have a king who already won the fight. We have a king who already won the fight. He already won the fight, and the fight was finished for us to walk into a kingdom atmosphere. The kingdom atmosphere, and that's why Jesus says, Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But in this atmosphere, we choose which atmosphere we're gonna walk in. We can walk in the flesh. Have you ever got around somebody you could just feel they're going through a lot? Have you ever got it, went into a home, and you're like, Oh man, something happened here. They were fighting. They were fighting. I was at the bank a couple of days ago. The guy behind me, he was so impatient. I could just feel demons around him. I'm like, oh, God, deliver this guy. I felt like telling him, shut up and come out in the name of Jesus. (laughs) But you can literally feel people. You can literally feel people. You feel which atmosphere. We're carrying an atmosphere with us. And we choose every day whether we're going to walk in the kingdom. And you know what the good thing is? You could walk in a dark kingdom. But if you're living in the kingdom, the kingdom of light always overcomes the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of light always overcomes the kingdom of darkness. Do we have any kingdom people here in this house today? Some of you are like, I think so. Well, let me ask you this. Do you just stop sometimes in your day and just give God a big praise break? And you just feel all kinds of joy and it just run through your body, and you're just like, <sighs> or do you feel like, oh, we gotta go to church at 8 a.m.? Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Oh, Saturday service? Oh, Saturday. Oh, oh, Saturday. Why Saturday? Oh. So this even this morning, the first point we were gonna look at is this is something that we have to take to heart. Christ is our ever-present help. We can call at him on him anytime, anywhere for anything. He is there anytime that we're in a situation. How many of you guys watch Batman and you guys remember the Batman phone? The phone that was called and Batman anytime, right? You were like, the red phone, you called. You know, today we have access to the kingdom. We have access to the kingdom. We could be in Mexico We could be in California. We have access to the Father through Christ that we can bring our requests boldly before him, the throne of grace. We could come boldly before him on behalf of our families, on behalf of our nation, on behalf of our situation. That we can say, God, you are my help. See, the the problem is we go to the wrong people for help. We go to Google for help. We go to Facebook for help. We go to Instagram for help. We go to, you know, that, that we go to these certain places for help when Jesus says, I want you to come to me for your help. Amen. You know, and we can say, Señor," me, senor. help me, Lord. Help me, God. In my situation, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Your pastor is going to be bilingual in a year and a half. I'm going to be bilingual. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's going to happen, church. It's going to happen. Pray for me. Pray for me. It's going to happen. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And anyways, that we can go to him. Lord, help me. And let's go to Psalms 46. And we're going to go to verse 1 and 2. And turn to your neighbor and say, you can go to Jesus for help. Turn to your other neighbor and say, who are you going to? See, we're going to the wrong people for money. You need to go to God. You're going to the wrong people for money. You're going to the wrong people for help. We're going to the wrong people for healing. We need to go to him. Psalms 46, and we're going to go to uh, verse 1 and 2. Amen. It says, God is our refuge, our strength, our ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fell to the earth and the sea, though the waters roar and foam and the mountains quake and they are surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fail. God will help her at break of day Nations are in an uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth mounts. The Lord Almighty is with us. Wow. God says to you and I, He says, Danny, though the mountains give way, though the earth is, the the, the sea is raging and foaming, and you see this trial and that trial and this thing and that thing, He says, I'm your help and I'm with you. In those things, and guess what? You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. That's what God says to you and to I. The second point that we're going to be looking at today is, I want us to say this as a church, is Christ magnified through his peace. Christ magnified through his peace. And we're going to go to Zechariah chapter 9. And when you get to Zechariah, we're going to go to chapter 9 and we're going to go to uh, verse 9. The Bible says this in verse 9. This is a prophecy spoken hundreds of years earlier about uh, Jesus walking into Jerusalem. Verse 9 says, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you. Your king comes to you. Righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, on a foal of a donkey. He will take away the chariots of Ephraim and the war horses of Jerusalem, and the battle bow will be broken. He will proclaim proclaim peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea. He will proclaim peace to the nations. Now, that brings up something that... uh, We know about the kingdom that's found in Romans chapter 14. Let's jump there, Romans chapter 14. We know that Jesus came to bring peace, right? How many of you would agree with that? He came to bring us, give us peace. And how many of us know the kingdom we're a part of, there is peace? Okay, it sounds like some of us are just barely understanding this. Let let me try that one more time. The kingdom that we're a part of is a kingdom of peace, kingdom of peace, that there's peace in the atmosphere that we dwell in, the place that we go. There's peace in our hearts, right? Okay, for some of us here today, God's going to help us today. It's found in verse 17 right here. This is something that we can memorize. It says, for the kingdom of God is not... A matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness. Everyone say righteousness. Peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Okay, let me say this. Um, in, In the world, when we were walking in darkness, there was fear. We were in an atmosphere where there was injustice, there was lies, there was corruption. There was everything that was wrong was in that atmosphere. When we came into the kingdom of God... All of a sudden, we entered into a beautiful kingdom. And one of the things that we see is that in this kingdom, there is love, there is joy, and there is peace. That brings up the question, why do God's people not have peace? The reason why people don't have peace that are believers is because... They are not walking in forgiveness. Because when there is forgiveness, his peace flows through us. His peace flows through us. So forgiveness, they say, is three-dimensional. Some of us here today, we need to forgive somebody that you... You need to forgive yourself. We we need to forgive ourselves. So a lot of times, we're our hardest critic. We're our hardest critic. And we need to accept God's forgiveness. We, we need to go to that place where we, may, you made mistakes. And you go to that place and say, Lord, I receive your forgiveness for that sin. You call that sin out. You say, Lord, that sin that I did, Lord, I, Lord, I receive your forgiveness, God, for that sin. And accept by faith forgiveness. Hallelujah. Forgiveness. <laughs> forgiveness. Amen. Yes. Uh, the second... Uh, a uh, place I want to talk about forgiveness. You need to forgive others. The Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 6 in verse 37. It's a verse that a lot of times uh, we use for uh, offerings. But it's not talking about money. It's actually talking about forgiveness. The Bible says this in 638, Luke 630, I'm sorry, 37. It says these words to us. It says, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive. Everyone say Forgive. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. And then it goes on to say, give, and it will be given unto you a good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And so what that says to us today, church, is this. Is that when we forgive, there's a blessing that comes our way. See, a lot of times we equate this verse with finances. Jesus, that verse is taken out of context. No, the context of what Jesus' words is saying is when you forgive... There's going to be a blessing that comes on you. You can't even over... You, that blessing is going to be overflowing in your life. It's going to be overflowing in your, uh, in your heart. Turn to your neighbor and say, who's the last one I need to forgive? Turn to your other neighbor and say, this is one's going to be something I overlook sometimes. Maybe for some of you, you do overlook. I know I overlooked this one. But we need to forgive God. You might say, forgive God... How? What are you talking about? See, some of us we feel like God let us down. We feel like God, you should have did this, and I was hoping you're going to do this, and all of a sudden, since we didn't get what we wanted, we have a we have a, a barrier between us and God. We're not praying like we, the way we were praying. We're not we're not in, in tune with the Lord like the way we're in tune. It's kind of like, Lord, you know what? I love you still, but you know what? You're, Lord. And you know what? This is the reality, Church. God never let us down. God has never let us down. God has always been faithful to us. And you know, God is good. And you know what we can say is, God, uh, help me to forgive you, Lord. You let down my expectations. I prayed for this, Lord. I believe, Lord, and I just felt like it didn't happen the way that I had wanted. And you know what? He's okay with that. God, He is good. God, see, God knows our thoughts. From afar, see, in our responsibility is to guard our heart. That's nobody else's responsibility except for us. It's not your responsibility to guard Danny's heart. It's my responsibility. That's what Proverbs says in chapter four, verse twenty-three. It says, "Guard your heart above all else, for everything from our life flows from our heart." So we need to forgive. See, one man said this about forgiveness. He says, "Christians should forgive the most because they're the ones who have been forgiven." They've been forgiven. We've been forgiven, church, and we can walk in that blessing and say, Lord, Lord, you know what? I trust you, Lord, and I know, Lord, that, Lord, forgive me as well, Lord, for having that wrong attitude, Lord. But, Lord, help me to forgive you. So I have three ways. I'm forgiving God. Wow. Have I ever felt like God let me down? Yes. I have. Has it affected my prayer life? Yes, it has. Has it affected the way I treat others? Yes. Has it affected my praise and worship? Yes. But when I say, God, I forgive you, Lord. I love you, Lord. All of a sudden, that not that God ever left, it was me. That relationship is restored. Not only do I forgive This way, I forgive my brothers, my sisters. You you, you could just get on, you could just go to your home and say, Lord, show me who I need to forgive. And it's gonna come right in your heart. Even this morning, you can do that this morning here at this altar. Right now, people are coming into your mind that you need to forgive. That I, it might be even a, a long time ago, forgiving others. And then lastly, we need to forgive ourselves. Forgive ourselves in faith, Lord, I accept, I receive. Your forgiveness. I receive your forgiveness inside of my life today. God wants us to forgive. See, the Christian walk is not about, "Hey, I forgave when I got saved twenty years ago. I don't have to forgive anymore." Christians, we forgive every day, every day. You know, you think about the Lord's prayer. The uh, the Lord's prayer is, uh, you know. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. Every day we can forgive somebody. It might be multiple people, multiple people. But I want you to imagine this this pipe that's clogged with all kinds of filth and gunk. And that, that pipe goes to your heart as the worship team makes their way up here that pipe goes to your heart right it goes to your heart and from your heart flows everything else our words jesus said our words come from the abundance of our heart from the abundance of our heart our mouth speaks whatever's in the heart is going to come out of the mouth whatever's in the heart is going to get to the thoughts whatever the thoughts is is controlled by is going to become action inside of our life and so when you think about your heart today, is it clogged? Are you holding on to bitterness? Are you holding on to resentment? Are you, oh, man, that person really did me wrong. Oh, I just wish I could get them back. I wish I could just go in a UFC fighting ring with them and <laughs> one-on-one, I would show them what, who I am. Our, Do things of the past just come to haunt you? And you're like, oh, I wish I would have said this. Oh, I wish I would have just gave him a right hand. Oh, I wish I would have just. And tormented by rewinding things from the past, going like Uncle Rico style. (laughs) Way to the past, like 20 years ago. Oh, in that Sunday school room, I wish I would have told her this in that worship practice i wish i would have delivered. haunted by the hitchhikers of unforgiveness do you have a hitchhiker do you have a hitchhiker that's been invading your home that you get triggered when someone says a certain word and you're like oh that's a hitchhiker You need to get that hitchhiker and kick him out of your house. And you need to let the Holy Spirit's love and forgiveness flow through our lives today. And the devil hates this. The devil hates this. He wants us walking in the atmosphere of fear, of shame, of unforgiveness. Because it gives him legal right in that place. When you come into the atmosphere of the kingdom and you begin to forgive, Forgive the devil loses all access. All access has been denied. The devil can no longer access there because in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. There is his love. There is his peace. There is his strength today. Today, I want to ask you the question, church. When Jesus came for us today, do we understand blessing of it there's a blessing of joy there's a blessing of peace why do Christians not have peace because they don't forgive they don't forgive we don't forgive I'm preaching to myself today we need to forgive we need to release today